Uh, I meant to make an episode. <laughs> a candid episode. About how I'm the worst Jew ever. I don't think I'm the worst Jew ever. I'm the worst Jew ever. Oh. <laughs> I'm not all the way a Jew, so. Give me some time. I'm learning. But. The first thing I did this morning or this afternoon since. I was up all night. Trying not to work. Trying. But I had this certain burst of energy. I felt so stupid. Because I thought Shabbat started on like Saturday morning after sunrise. But really it's Friday night. Like when the sun goes down. Oh shit. Well, yeah. But anyway. The first thing I did this day, or yesterday now, thank goodness, was shower. Which is like a really weird rule that you're not supposed to do that. If you're, do- if you're doing it like the right way. If you're doing it the, I think it's kosher, like traditional, but I'm not like, I don't know. Whenever I try to do Jew things, I get very, very like overwhelmed. Because <laughs> I feel like I'm going to get in trouble for it, but I don't know. My body's just kind of always been in alignment with, like, Jewish holidays, fasting on accident, and then, like, figuring out, oh, it was, it was this time. It was that time. Like, my body would just fall into <laughs> to Jew mode. I started doing that a lot. When I got to the city. (laughs) Like for some reason. Every Saturday I would just be so. Quiet. And restful. And like not. Focused on anything. It was weird. I just wanted to read and meditate. And I was like well. It is the Sabbath. I should just do that then. It started working for me. Because the more I learned about it, the more right it felt with my body. It was weird. Because at the end of each Sabbath day, I'd get rewarded for resting myself in some weird kind of windfall. I'd get like a gift from God or something. (laughs) I called it Jew magic. I don't know. I try to tread lightly try to tread lightly I don't want to like offend anybody 
<laughs> no, I'm not doing it all the way, all the way right, but I'm not doing it wrong either. I don't know. I'm not really religious per se, but it's nice to have like you know, like old ways sometimes traditional ways of doing things and it has been helpful although sometimes it is it's hard going against the grain because Saturday's the weekend and I don't know my concept of time has been like continuously unraveling for the most part I don't like it like time and the reason for it I do when I need it and so does everybody but something about not knowing what day it is or what time it is and that's crazy like how much that can fluctuate but I always know that it's Saturday <laughs> and that's that's why that's why I do um, I do that you think on Saturdays and I just relax and take care of myself Usually I eat well, but, you know, lately it's just been sweet potatoes and protein shakes. I'm not complaining, though. Sweet potatoes are awesome. <laughs> one time I just found one in the street, and I was like, but, you know, it was fine. I didn't get sick or anything, but I was really happy because I found this, like, giant potato. <laughs> giant sweet potato and I had just been thinking like to myself because the majority of thoughts of course that I have are to myself <laughs> I would really love a sweet potato <laughs> and then I just found one like in the road and I was like cool <laughs> like thank you God because what else would that be you know? Um, I don't know. Maybe it's just like the... Or maybe it's just like the neighborhood I'm in or the block, you know, that I walk down. Uh, it's, it's just a wonderful world sometimes. Um, anywho. That was my... I'm not a Jew being a Jew. But, I mean, like, well... There's some kind of, I think it's like, I don't know if it's David's. I don't want to fucking say the wrong thing and be wrong and then feel ignorant. Because eventually I'm going to like post this somewhere or something. Or it's just going to end up in like the collection of fucking, <laughs> like the growing number of recordings um, <laughs> that are being kept by me. I don't know. And by other people. I, I, at this point, it's really hard to sit here and think about like the number of people that have like recordings of me that are just like I don't own them and that's kind of, that's almost like kind of scary for me because I feel like 
in the future like somebody can be like i have this and she said that like yeah well you know (laughs) whatever for whatever reason you know whatever but i don't know that's not much of a story um i don't have one actually things have been the way that they are working on everything at once I guess I'm kind of upset because there's this movie called everything everywhere all at once and I'm like 100% certain that that was like stolen um, from the festival project and I don't have any I don't have lawyers to be like hey like you did this to me so that um, is actually like the main reason for why I'm not publishing like even some of my mixtapes now Um, Just because, like, being a professional DJ, it's, like, super, super competitive. It's a very competitive industry. Um, And it's a very super competitive industry full of, like, rich, unoriginal, like, non-free-thinking people that just, like, have a bunch of money and technology and can go fucking (laughs) do shows and play things and they don't really have that much talent. Like, they're just, like, pretty with money and be like, oh, I did this. And so those are the kind of people that are stealing from me. Like, like like creatively um and i'm trying my best to to figure out like uh, how do i actually protect my intellectual property and make sure that like other people are not fucking like using my shit and then like making money off of it and i'm over here like fucking struggling um (laughs) like just to make a decent fucking living but I guess that's just kind of the way it goes from what it I mean like especially in hip hop like people bite each other's flows people bite each other's raps and rhymes like that I don't know like the, the hip hop is kind of like a fucked up culture I'm not going to lie I'm not like a super fan of it it's re- it's like the most negative things about like one of the most oppressed cultures in the United States uh, the most oppressed culture in the United States I don't give a fuck and fucking it's like it's the worst thing i'm not i'm i'm so sick of hip-hop music so i'm having this um i'm kind of having like this um this dj barrier just because of the area that i'm in and like not being able to play the music that i want to and i have to play like stupid repetitive like ignorant shit which can be fun sometimes and as you'll see in my mixtapes like i um i do mix some of the songs that i like that I like (laughs) like into my mixes but it's not it's not back to back three to four hours of like bitches money hoes bitches money hoes and I'm like holy shit shut up like oh like that it's just the worst um very male driven male dominated misogynistic like culture where it's just like I'm I already am ugly like I don't need to fucking sit here and have it be my job to just fucking spin music about how ugly I am like oh I wanted this I wanted that but I cheated on this ah fuck these guys like (laughs) I don't like this I don't like it at all so but you know that's what I'm getting paid to play in the area that I'm in and um unfortunately the music industry is like oversaturated with people who want to play EDM, you know, um, and dance music and be on like the in the festival circuit, and that is even like a really male dominated industry. So that 
I don't know. I'm not even, like, a male hater. I'm just, like, having, like, this weird period in my life where I'm realizing, like, what guys are and, like, how they function. And, like, that's just the way they are. You can't be mad at them. But it's, like, I don't know. It's, like, hurting me in a way that, like, shouldn't hurt. And it's, like, kind of, (laughs) it's kind of, like, keeping me from being able to, like, move on with my life. I'm just, like, oh, this is just the way they are? That sucks. that's pretty much what you know every every single song <laughs> is about and every single fucking story is about it's just like oh like this dynamic of like man and woman and the way that they fucking operate and function with each other um and i don't know love is definitely it's not dying because it's like a it's an infinite resource but it's definitely you know i think just because we we over romanticize everything I started to touch on this in fucking in an episode and then had a <laughs> had ADD and like never finished my thought but I think about this all the time cuz I still play this song. It's fucking Flowers by Miley Cyrus is this fucking like it's it's cute song because it's like a love song to herself. <laughs> and I love Miley's voice cuz it's just so like it's not fucking was it it's it's not like soprano i always hated like the ingenue soprano being like super high and like that's like the like that's the the main character or like that's like the love fucking interest in the story is like this super high-pitched like super high fucking singing soprano you know um so i like miley's voice because it's like just the, the same reason that i like billy eilish too like i i blow those two up like name dropping because i just i like their fucking voices like the like the, like the music that's popular you know besides you know that is not really you know there's not a lot of options everybody sounds the same um but sonically i like i like that lower anyway <laughs> fucking add fucking Miley's song Flowers talks about how she can buy herself flowers and and do all these things that are like like you know supposed to be like love you know I can buy myself flowers I can do I can I know the whole song by heart but I'm not gonna fucking recite the lyrics right now but the more I play the song like the more I go into this weird philosophical thought process of just like that's not love like that's not what love is it's that's like romantic that's romanticism like nothing nothing in the like yeah you can love yourself you know there that's different like but that and that's different from like the the things that like the specific things that she's saying um in that song like i can do all these things but i can i can love me better than you can like duh you can love yourself better than you can but just because you go get your your own nails fixed and fucking go to the beach by yourself like that's i mean like yeah that's that's self-love but it's definitely different from like a man doing those things for you or your 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 chosen gender of you know your gender of choice your uh, your significant other you know since we have a lot of they's now and them which is not you know um a bad thing i actually really like that like people are just like i i am what i am you know there's there shouldn't be like any pushback or drawback against it at all just because i completely understand I completely understand being, um, like, transgendered in the way that, like, I am super transracial. (laughs) I am treated, you know, as a black woman and don't feel my, like, I don't identify, like, like, fully with the black community. Like, I just don't. (laughs) Like, I, I just don't. So, I'm definitely having some, um, 
I would say coming to Jesus. <laughs> oh, okay. But um, I'm definitely having some like a growing pains in like the areas of just like, well, you do music and fucking this is what you know, like, the, like ah, it it's really hurtful. Like how fucking racially divided music is. Um, just like in the terms of just like I guess like not in the super mainstream. Where it's just like, oh, we have all these things. We have Rihanna, we have Beyonce, we have fucking Miley Cyrus, we have Taylor Swift, we have Billy. Like, you know, we have these big names and there's so much, like, diversity across the board. We have Megan Thee Stallion, we have Nicki Minaj. But, like, when it comes to actually being, like, a performing musician and, like, a, a playing, a working professional fucking DJ, like, no. Like, music culture is still super, super divided. And I've even, like, gotten myself in, like, a couple sticky, you know, like, had the bar manager come up to me and be like, hey, like, we do, like, twerk music in here and ghetto trap. And I'm just like, yo, dude, I'm just using house as, like, a transition sometimes because it's in the same key or in the same BPM or whatever because it sounds good. Because I'm a, I'm a big sounds good person. Like, it has to be harmonically mixed. It has to be fucking, like, it has to sound good. to Like, and I have to be able to hear myself for it to sound good. But, I don't know, audio problems. I've had all the audio problems in the world. I can DJ without headphones, but if my material is, for the most part, like, unfamiliar, it's, I mean, like, you know, it's gonna be a hit or miss, but, um, I'm learning a lot about myself and a lot about music. I already knew, I already knew the music industry was, like, super racially divided when I started, when I first started being a recording artist, I'm like, hey, I'm me, I'm doing this. And they're like, oh no, like this is this is your look, so you have to rap like this, or you have to sing like this, and this is the kind of music that is gonna be like, you know, like I had people that were interested in like coaching me and and being like, okay, like oh, you know, we'll get you this fucking, we'll get you a management team or whatever the fuck, but like, I ended up not liking that at all because they were like, hey, you look like this, so you have to sing like this. And your audience is gonna fucking, you know, want you to, like, this, you're gonna get, like, people that like you, you're gonna be popular, because your shit is good, or whatever, but this is, this is what it has to be, you know, more of, like, changing the dynamic of the kind of music that I make, changing the process of the way that I make it, and I'm not completely closed-minded, like, I'm always open to coaching, or just like, hey, like, try it this way, or maybe try that, like, that's cool, but I don't, like, you know, being told, like, hey, like, your competition is Megan the Stallion, so you gotta fucking, like, you know, you gotta talk about your pussy a lot, and fucking be a bad bitch, and, you know, like, because this is the way that you look, so people will look at you, and they expect you to fucking do this, I'm like, okay, no, and then on the opposite end, you know, just getting, like, no respect at all from, like, excuse my um blatant like colorism but like white people in the dance music industry and them being so closed-minded and then it's like they have their little they have like their tokens that they accept like oh no we have like you know because they have to sell tickets so like oh we have you know black things you know we have black people here and there you know but it's always like there's always some kind of catch to it because they have to sell a ticket so it's i'm still like majorly underrepresented in the dance like in the edm world and the funny thing about it is i've been having these back and forth conversations with this um this singer 
um i call her like the token black of of insomniac because she is um and they have you know there's there's like a few black artists now but for the most part they're like hype djs or just like hot girl djs that are not really like up there mixing or like making their own music they're just djs that go like people are attracted to them so they go like dance and they're like oh this is the best thing i've ever you know for the most part the audiences of the dance world are not sober um they're not you know and these days a very very small majority unfortunately are actually there for like the quality of the music they're mostly there to just get fucked up and take pictures and show their titties and be like oh i was there at this festival i did this i did that you know a very very there's like i mean like there are communities of course but i think it's just like i don't know i'm i'm more on like the like i love insomniac events i always will i have the tattoo just to prove it but you know like it the monopolizing like the actual rave industry in the united states just kind of like crushed my actual fucking like dreams and my enjoyment of like the rave scene at all just because it's a bunch of like you know (laughs) like it's like it's like a bunch of little kids running around just trying to take pictures and fighting with each other because they lost the molly or whatever it's like the dance music scene is nothing like nothing like when i started and what's crazy is when i started there were always old heads around being like yo this is nothing like when you know (laughs) like those dudes that show up in the fucking like flower power van which they live in because they just fucking go to festivals every weekend that's like their life you know like those guys those like you know they've been doing it since the 60s type shit and they're just like yeah and what's crazy is after the pandemic like those people like the like the actual ravers disappeared like the shufflers and the dancers and i mean like they're still there but it's mostly people who do it for attention and they like they just want to do it to take pictures or just like this is my instagram like this is my fucking you know everybody's there to promote themselves which is not you know like i i i'm shamelessly like did the same thing i was only buying festival tickets for a while like to promote my music and do like i was like i don't like i don't know i I about had a full ass breakdown at at fucking some some edc because i was like i just don't want to fucking be here like i don't like it's not the same it's not the same vibe it's not the same environment it's like a lot of you know um you know negativity and drama and drugs and i mean like i guess it's always been like what it is especially like looking through looking back and reading all these books that i'm reading like about the music and the culture just because i'm like diving so far underground myself as a musician because what's in the mainstream and what's above ground is so fucking like it's just a turn off you know it's just chaotic and i've never been I've never had like an ideal body type anyway, so that was the thing that kept me out of the scene for a long time. Because like for for a long time, like you didn't you didn't have this movement of like acceptance and body positivity and like it's okay to be whoever you like, you know, like there was this open like oh, everybody's here for the music in like some circles, but for the most part, you know, like dance snobs or dance snobs and you know, um <laughs> valley girls are valley girls and that's just kind of like the world the world that i come from that way and i was thinking like super heavily and i wasn't sure like whether because i've been i've been putting together this season and actually going into like the origins of like the legend and and legends and like all these things because the the show itself like the story itself is getting is is like so 
elevated at this point i'm just like holy shit like this is multi-dimensional and there are like you know like there are so many connections to make as like a writer um and like as a performer and just doing doing that but i was actually thinking about like the origins of this story and like a lot of it of course is based in reality because that's where i live most of the time um you know unless it gets just a little bit too harsh and then for for the most part i have learned to dissociate to a point that is even like terrifying to me i'm like i didn't know i could be so far out of body like in a situation like i didn't know i could just leave like that and like turn off my senses and not give any fucks which is really cool as like an actual dj because sometimes you have to do that um it's really cool to be like connected with your audience and like you know be a person but sometimes you have to like not um but yeah i was just thinking about i was thinking about this (laughs) um this experience i think i've talked about it before maybe once i'm not sure if the episode's still there because it had to have been in like the very early 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 um parts of the series where there was really no direction i was just more of like doing it as an open suicide letter not that it's not that now <laughs> he's like well this is, you'll understand completely if you just listen to this and you won't have to be like why like this is why i shouldn't be a fucked up person but you know <laughs> whatever um anyway this experience um that i had with my very very best friend in the world and i for the most part like have to remind myself that like i do have a best friend i actually still have like many friends and people that are just like what happened to this person because i don't exist to them anymore because whatever happened in that old world is so painful that i'm just like well you can't like pick and choose i i realized this in my journey like you can't pick and choose which parts of like your past life you can take with you you have to take nothing or all of it and i'm like nothing I can't um and so like basically the only part of that that I even keep with me kind of is this series um and like the original legend and like the origins of the legend but this this fucking I've told this story before but I'm gonna tell it again I even have a poem about it and then I think this the script of the first movie like the actual like the legend of or scary monsters in Supercree or the legend of Supercree it's one of those two movies because there's it's a series it's not funny that I actually like am in possession of like feature length films about Skrillex um it's not funny but it's um I did this flashback because I had this poem that I wrote about the experience because it's just such a like a landmark experience like for me as a person and even as an artist just like looking back into that moment and being like holy shit like time is raw um (laughs) i was thinking about this experience i had with my best friend my best friend and i um got closer like much much closer after school than we were ever in school she was always like uh i think two grades above me yeah two grades above me because when we started getting close I had just transferred from one high school to another, and (laughs) um, she was a senior. She was a senior, and I was a sophomore. 
Is that right? No, she was just a grade above me because I was a junior, I think. I don't fucking know. No, I was a sophomore. I don't remember. I was a sophomore. <laughs> I think, yeah. 16? I'm not sure. I graduated. I ended up graduating that same year because of, like, you know, I was, like, getting bullied and stuff. And um, just not having a good time after leaving um, my original high school. And so, fucking, uh, we got we got really close for, like, a very short period of time. And then again, I just, like, um, you know, I, dis- I disappeared from, like, everyone. And, like, nobody, everybody's like, oh, I heard she died. Like, fucking, there was a lot. There was a lot going on. A lot of speculation about, like, what happened. But really, it was just, like, I was just a broken, very, very sad, very, 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 um, <laughs> um, I don't, I don't know what to call myself at that age uh, other than ambitious because I like convinced um, I like convinced the state to let me graduate a year earlier than they were even supposed to let me um, they were like no you can't you can't do this unless you're dying or you're pregnant and I'm like well I'm gonna die if I don't leave this fucking horrible place <laughs> um, and they were like granted and they like let me graduate um, that year but <laughs> It was it was rough before that, but we originally got close that year, and then I just disappeared from there. Um, but later, much later, actually, like after college, um, so some like I don't know, I can't I can't count the years. I could if I actually wanted to, but like after college, I moved back to that town, um, you know, and that's a horrible fucking place. They should just nuke it. Um, and I was thinking about this place too but I was like oh my god some people are still there and have never left and I've left like a million times and at this point like I don't even I don't even fucking stop there if I'm like on the I-15 like I just keep going I just keep driving I'm like I'm, like, I'm either gonna be in Utah or Vegas but we're not stopping here um, yeah it's just bad bad memories bad bad (laughs) bad um but the only thing good there is is my best friend who luckily um i'm able to see you know sometimes we haven't seen each other in a while but at you know i still reach out every once in a while and i'm like hey like you know she she's like the only person like after everything is said and done i was like hey yo like she she knows what's up she's she's like the best but i even have to keep her at a distance just because i i you know i stay guarded with myself (laughs) and my um you know my not really new identity it's like nothing has changed but everything has um so i i keep my past in my past but this memory is definitely reoccurring for for several reasons um, one is that my best friend and I used to be like the exact same weight. Like, I think maybe, uh, trust me, it's going to tie together in the end. The story is hard to tell, I guess. Um, no, it's not. I think I'm just like overthinking a little bit and need to relax. Um, because like I said, I'm, I'm like, my energy is in like several different directions and my head is all in one place. My head is like, okay, like I, like I know what needs to be done, but it's actually just going through the motions of getting it done. 
and this is one of those things that needs to be done is telling the story in a way that's actually like palpable that's understandable for like a general audience because i understand that up to now it has been kind of like scattered you know bits of reality here and bits of like creativity and imagination here and I think that was the point. I I mean, like, it always was, like, the point to have this multidimensional sense of, like, what the fuck is happening in this series, but only because the script, like, the original script to the series, like, what eventually became, like, Enter the Multiverse and Legends, and, you know, eventually became The Secret Life of Sunny Blue, The Sweet Life of Sunny Blue, um, and all of those things. Uh, and you know tales of a superstar dj all those things like came from the original like legend um you know part of that legend is entering the dance world um you know for the most part at like over 300 pounds and just having to deal with like the total amount of nastiness and hate and you know like not getting into like not getting to go to parties and not getting into clubs because like they could actually do that (laughs) you know um all this time ago they could actually tell you like hey no like go away (laughs) because you're you know they just want the hot girls you know um so for a long time i didn't even try in being in the scene and you know even going to certain things and then just not enjoying myself because there was too many you know girls in like bikinis or pasties and i'm just like oh fuck this like i'm not you know and then i got into a relationship with somebody who didn't have like any filter on his eyes and so and so that was not um (laughs) that was not i was like i'm not taking you to edc like it's not happening ever um just because we were (laughs) we were in vegas the weekend of edc and like it was (laughs) like my mom is is very is an interesting person very hilarious person but like she she has no also no filter but over her mouth and i can't remember exactly what she said but she was like yo you need to put your eyes back in your head just because we were eating at a buffet and it was edc weekend and um <laughs> you know like my feelings were obviously getting hurt because i'm like here with somebody who's like who's like snapping his neck like every time somebody in pasties walked by and i was like fuck this like you know like <laughs> but but my mom said something about it and pretty much like shut the whole restaurant up i remember that but this you know so it's it's not always been like a very body positive like the body positivity started very recently um, <laughs> I have two stories to finish. The one is the conversation with Kalina Zanders. Because we've been having this weird back and forth conversation for like years, but then she blew up in the middle of it and it's gotten like strange and distant. Because <laughs> she like, because I was just like, oh yeah, like I really, like I'm like actually a fan, like I super support your music, you know. The algorithm for fucking like Spotify or whatever is like racist. They're like, you're black? Here's this black. And I was like, oh, I actually like her. Like, this is cool, you know. Um, like, I was like, oh, okay. And then I was like, oh, this is nice. That's cool. And then she ended up being, like, all over Insomniac stuff. And I was like, oh, that's weird. But, it, like, you know, because I was already, like, way into Insomniac. But the conversation, to put it shortly, and just having this, like, whole arc of, like, her not being, you know, anywhere. And now she's, like, on the, on the fucking radio at the gym, which is crazy. Um just because like when we first started like chatting back and forth I was just like oh like you know so you know 
like how did you get in because they're not <laughs> they're not <laughs> you know um like and she she's funny because i was like yo dude like you're how did the fuck did you get up there because they're not very you know diverse like insomniac is one of the least diverse places ever at least at that time and um <laughs> she was like agreed but you know whatever she told it she was like just keep writing just keep doing what you're doing and i was like cool you know and then ever since we've been just like random going back and forth on each other's like fucking stories or whatever um but recently i i saw something on one of her stories and i just like i don't know it made me really like proud like oh it was it was that it was like her 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 new song like went to the top of the chart and fucking i was i was seeing that song on the fucking like at on the gym radio and i was like wow that's fucking crazy like and i like i messaged her to congratulate her because i was like yo like the fact that like you are who you are you know and like that you've moved up like this far in an industry that's not very diverse and is not very inclusive you know like they're inclusive where they have to be but they're not i mean like i've gone to like mainstream events and literally had crowds of people being like there's too many black people here like it's not it's not always a friendly place like i've i've literally seen swastikas it's not funny um but yeah no um yeah um she was like i I, like texted her or messaged her to congratulate her and i was like yo that um it like i just i just wanted to give you props on actually being like pretty much the representative of color and like fucking like inclusivity like like i said she's like the token black of insomniac fucking um and i learned what a token black was in in high school and we'll get back on that later because i'm telling like three stories at once um which is like the minimum for this show i guess is three stories at once uh, <laughs> um i think that is the minimum but she messaged me back and she was like yeah thank you blah 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 um but she i can't remember how she put it but it was she she basically like agreed like no this like industry is not very inclusive or diverse like i was just like i don't know how you did it like (laughs) you know almost even prying like how the fuck do i do that you know because it was even almost like a, a a tinge of jealousy when i saw that i had been doing all this like putting in all this footwork and like doing all the what i felt like was the right things to be you know where i wanted to be in the you know edm industry and and making that kind of music and getting to play these festivals and and things like that and there she was and i was like how did you do that because they are not like they're they're not very inclusive they're not very diverse and she was like yeah you're right you know um so yeah that that being said like we're just now getting into like the everybody you know um everybody's welcome here you know that that may have been the tagline for a while um because it sells tickets and that's cool i actually really 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 admire pasquale as like a business person um i heard that he tried to um i heard that he tried to put like a copyright or like a trademark on plur which is fucked up, but I was like, that's cool, that's a flex, I, th- I think I actually issued, like, a fucking, I was like, oh, I think, I think he got nominated for a flex award <laughs> that day, because I was like, yeah, um, and I don't even think that I've talked fully about the flex awards, um, yet, but, um, yeah, it's, it's part of the series, <laughs> like, my personal, my personal award show, just because, like, the world that we live in, and the, like, the things that people are doing are so crazy and insane sometimes to me, but accepted as, like, normalcies, and I'm just, like, flex, like, there are flexes being thrown around, 
everywhere. Um, so yeah, I can't, I definitely gave um, Pasquale like a at least a nomination for Flex Award when I heard he was trying to fucking like trademark Plur, but I was just like, yo, get your money, whatever. Cause it's like it's a dog eat dog world out here. Like I'm an American, I know. Like I I understand. I'm fucking trying to battle the most expensive fucking city in the world right now, and just trying to wrap my mind around like the capacity that it takes to actually have the energy that it, it like to to earn at such a level that you can like live, you know, in certain places, um, or just live at all. Um, without being completely drained of like your life fucking force um <laughs> so that um but yeah there was no there was no fucking like you know inclusivity like it's okay to be whatever size shape color like that's new that's some new shit because for the most part like yo if you didn't you know like like if you didn't fit like you weren't really having a good time or you weren't really being included and so for a long time um after like my discovery of the scene like I spent a lot of time out of it just because I was like it's not worth it <laughs> it's not worth it to feel like shit like to go to spend all this time like getting dressed or whatever and looking cute and just to feel like shit just because that's how you know at a certain weight people treat you or at a certain color people treat you and the combination of the two like being heavy and dark-skinned like that was I was like this is my and to this day it's still my personal health um <laughs> that I'm just like dang like that sucks um that I'm like this but you know um <laughs> I'm I'm getting through it slowly and surely. Um, but revisiting this fucking memory of my best friend and I, who at the time, um, I mean like I might have been like a size like I, I like I I like four X I think because we went shopping. Um we went on like on a shopping spree. Okay, here's the whole story. I don't think I've told the story like this front to back, but I'll try. Um so when I was young, <laughs> um, I was kind of like the, of course, like I just said, like I left school because I was being bullied and all that. And I was just kind of had like different, like a different mindset and different tastes from everybody around me. And um, one of my tastes, one of my very, very exquisite tastes <laughs> was um, Skrillex. Um, when it was first introduced to like the world and it wasn't popular in fact if people it, like he wasn't famous Let, let's just say that he wasn't famous to the point where it's just like oh my god like it's it's actually like mind-boggling to me how famous he is now because of how famous he wasn't then like nobody knew this this person in fact i had gone out like a couple times like where skrillex was and it was not like i still had not seen him you know like it wasn't the kind of culture that that you go to stare at the fucking person at the decks it wasn't that kind of culture like you were going out to either listen to the music or to party and in between the time that I had first discovered it and now was like my college years and you know all that all that stuff but 
like I said, when I finished college, I moved back to this town that I grew up in, this little horrible town. And I reconnected with who is now like my best friend in the whole world. Best friend in the whole world. And we worked together at um, this really, this place, um, this place where it was like, where did she, where did she even work in there? I think she worked in the, oh yeah, she worked in the cafeteria. <laughs> I think she, she worked somewhere in the kitchen. We all worked in the kitchen. I was a dishwasher. That show was horrible. Um, <laughs> um, it was very fucking horrible. There's, there's a lot of details, but the, I mean, like, it's already written into the story because it's so, like, implanted in my memory. There's a lot of details. Um, you know, um, just for, like, what era this is, it was, like, Skrillex blew up, Bangarang was the thing. Bangarang was the shit. I think it was new then. Um, yeah, I think it was new. It was, because <laughs> it was like, you know, um, I was really excited about it. Like, that was the shit. Then we were like, oh shit, oh shit. Um, so that was, that was then. And I was like, oh, you know, I reconnected with my best friend. And we were just talking all the time at lunch um, about whatever. Like, oh, my, she was like, oh my God, like, <laughs> I thought you were dead. And I'm like, I was. And now I'm super dead because I'm back or whatever. And we were just, just clicked. And that was actually her second job because let me tell you something about my best friend. She worked at McDonald's for 10 years. I think I've discussed this before, but can I just like, can I just commend anybody that works at McDonald's for 10 years? Cause that's like, she, like, she put in her time. She deserves like the best thing in the world. She deserves, she deserves whatever. Like I hope, I hope that woman gets fucking everything given to her like on a silver platter. Cause she is, she's incredible. She's an incredible person and she's super funny. And she's like got narcolepsy, which like adds to the character because sometimes she'll be mid sentence and then just fall asleep. <laughs> um, so she's, I, yeah, she's funny. Um, but yeah, um, Skrillex blew up. I think I just said it like nine times. So hopefully, like, my foot doesn't fall off because, you know, that thing's a beast. But I was like, yo, dude, this is nuts. Like, I've been listening to this dude. I've been fucking like this dude is famous now like he's famous and she was like yeah like we should go see him and I was like yeah we should go see him I was like you got to see him <laughs> so we went we went we drove her charger to Vegas it was like a big event too because I was like yo I haven't been out in forever like I hadn't even been back to Vegas but I was like this is nuts this dude's on every billboard like you have to experience this because because <laughs> okay this is this is why I left this out I was like yo dude okay check check this out and she has this brand new charger with a Beats by Dre audio system like custom in it and I was like, yo, dude, I don't, like, I just want to hear, like, what this sounds like on your fucking, I want to hear what this sounds like on your, uh, in your system, on your subs. And so we fucking would blast that shit, driving around, doing whatever, um, <laughs> doing absolutely whatever. And, uh, I got, like, I can't even think of what we would do. That's how long ago it was, and it was, like, pre my, like, you know, like, married with children life, and, like, my whole, like, it was, like, just my pre-existence completely, I don't even know what we would do, but we were driving around for hours, blasting the shit out of her fucking car, <laughs> doing whatever, I don't know what we are doing, 
listening to Skrillex in, in a fucking charger. Fucking, I don't, that's what we're doing. But I was like, yo, we, we gotta go to the show. And she was like, yeah, we gotta go to the show. This is gonna be fucking fire. And so we made like a big thing of it. I'm pretty sure we both called out of work like just for the event because it's not like we had the same days off. I was like, yo, we got to fucking, yeah, okay, all right. Got a hotel room. <laughs> went shopping, went on a shopping spree, and fucking, like I said, at the time, we were, like, the same size, so we're, like, on the same rack. And we, like, picked out the same dress. <laughs> and I was like, okay, like, you can get the, you can get that dress, but, like, I'm going to wear this dress, and you can wear that dress, because, like, I didn't want to go in the same dress. And so we, like, dressed up. <laughs> And we got all hot. It was just hilarious because we were both, I'm telling you, we were both pushing like 350. And we're, we're getting fucking ready. <laughs> and I'm like, yo. Because I was, I was a bad girl, I guess. I don't know. I spend a lot of my days and my time sober now. Um, like unless I really need weed for anxiety. Like really need it. And sometimes it's like a fucking... Like, I'm, I'm more of, like, a one-to-one person now, <laughs> but I don't know. I spent, I spent pretty much, like, every day of my existence, like, fucked up from maybe 17 to, like, 22, yeah. <laughs> like, till right after this concert, <laughs> actually. And, um... <laughs> And I was like, yo, I like, have you ever taken a Molly? And she was like, no, but I'll try anything once. And I was like, that's all I need to hear. <laughs> so I gave her that. And I was like, okay, all right. I was like chain smoking Marlboro Smooths. I'm not kidding. Like, it does. It may not sound as funny to you, the listener, because you weren't there. But trust me, like, <laughs> it it was pretty funny which is why it's written into the to the vessel project because not only that but we're like heavily drinking or she's not yet but i'm pre-gaming because she's got to drive to the bitch um so we drive to the bitch the excess um fucking at the wind and um we put the car in valet and we get there and it's like the fucking it's like the warm-up guy and the dance floor is empty and um she was like <laughs> at this point she says i don't feel that thing like that you gave me and i was like you like you just wait and she's like no i don't feel it and i was like well here's another or whatever so i gave her that and we start drinking and she's like i can't <laughs> i can't handle these shoes and i'm like yo because like i said we we got all dressed up and we're like wearing stilettos and shit and <laughs> fucking dance floor is empty so we went right to the dance floor so this is the warm-up guy playing and we're like right where we want to be <laughs> and she's like i can't handle these shoes bro and i'm like no nah, dude just fucking like have another drink like get through it like we're not leaving like it's almost because it was it's like almost one o'clock i think i don't know and i was like i think it's about to start and she was like, no, dude, fuck this. Like, we have to go back. I can't wear these shoes. And I'm like, are you serious? And she's like, I can't. And so we run. We, like, left after after all that shit. Fucking left. <laughs> Went all the way back to the hotel. 
changed shoes and this bitch oh my god i will never ever forget she decides like instead of just getting tennis shoes she like changed into her like (laughs) the same flip-flops i'm sure she was wearing like in high school every day and i was like bro like don't wear those like no they're not gonna let us back in with that because they used to be able to tell you no you can't come (laughs) no like just you're not allowed entry here fucking fine she wears the flip-flops and by the time we get back now the place is fucking packed like packed packed and we already had our fucking stamps i think so we fucking like went back through but the place was like neck to fucking neck and i had never even seen skrillex like in this way i'm like this is weird in the first place that it's like this like what the fuck is going on and the show starts and we're like packed like sardines into this bitch and if you know the club because i know the venue too well now but like there's these stairs in the back that like go up and then like out like we were at the stairs and there was like no breathing room no dancing room no fucking like there was only like a line to the bar and they had closed off the dance floor completely like there was no fucking and he wasn't even on yet by the way like it was just fucking packed they put the fucking the 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 poem that i wrote it's called red velvet and i still i don't think i can find it because i've tried i've tried it's just buried in the festival project it's missing it might it might have been posted in like one of the first few seasons like fun fact it may have been posted in the description and i just don't have access to it so like i don't know i've been having this like overriding feeling that somebody's been taking my fucking like my shit and like keeping it somewhere just in case i do jump in front of a train or off a really super nice high building but um (laughs) no they're not gonna let me in anywho it's packed it's wall to wall with fucking like people and it's a club show too so it's mostly just like super hot girls and like little black dresses and dudes and fucking you know whatever dudes wear because it's not like i was fucking i wasn't paying attention (laughs) like at all because i was in a relationship believe it or not like i was a super loyal person but it's all these hot girls and this fucking bouncer this fucking bouncer we got to the red velvet fucking little rope thing and he he just fucking looked us both dead in the eye and was like no like mm-mm and then the show started so we were like <laughs> behind the red velvet fucking little thing and the music started so people started like rushing to the dance floor and you know how it gets like you know people get in they let a few people in as as long as a few people get out or whatever and every time this dude would open the fucking red velvet <laughs> and so to this day every time i eat red velvet cake i think of skrillex it sucks <laughs> um yeah but um opens opens the little fucking red velvet rope lets like 10 hot girls in and then like closes it and this whole time he's like looking dead at us because every time he lifted the fucking thing because we're we're first in line we're at the front of the line and fucking he would just like 
let everybody else in and then like close it and then just be like no like he kept shaking his head no and we're just like what the fuck and so (laughs) what we had done was maybe we we didn't want to pay for drinks at like the vegas bar and so um because we worked in a casino we're just like that shit's like water with like a drop of tequila in it anyway might as well just you know fucking do our own so we did like a 200 dollars fucking liquor store run (laughs) and we bought these all these little like miniatures you know like buzz balls and fucking like these little tiny things um the the little twisted shots um and we we bought like boxes of them and we were both like so like heavy at the time that we just like put put it all in our bra i had like a six pack of buzz balls and like a fucking party pack of those twisted shots like in my bra and she had the same and so like the music started and fucking the bouncers being a dick like he was deliberately being a dick he was like no you can't fucking and i was just like i guess we'll just enjoy it from here and like I said, this is not the time, like, this is not, I'm not used to the culture where you're going to fucking, like, stare at the DJ and, like, throw your panties at him and, like, try to go fucking backstage and shit. Like, I'm not from that era of, like, rave. Like, I'm there for the don 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 like, the fucking, like, blowing your mind out bass and, like, all that, you know, shit that was before, like, the the rise of fucking, you know, like, it, it was really like this was right before it hit and went mainstream because i think that around the same time it was like cinema no i can't remember i can't oh no it was um whatever song he did with asap came out and it was like on the radio and that shit blew my mind because it was like not long before that like no everybody hated skrillex like everybody was like that fucking i don't know people people were like mad haters they didn't like dubstep at all um like it was just like people would talk mad shit and if people even knew who who Skrillex was it was talking shit about him and his music like it wasn't you know a lot of it was a lot of derogatory terms that you can't use anymore like I like I can honest to god not remember the last time I heard somebody comfortably call somebody else a faggot But, but that that was like the word and um yeah no but that that was my um that was my secret guilty pleasure or it got to be my secret guilty pleasure and then it was just kind of something in like the in like the weird time between like not not having it and then like not like paying attention to it and then it just blowing up and everybody likes this fucking thing like that's the most annoying thing in the world to me is when i like something and everybody hates it and makes fun of me for it and it's just like oh you're stupid it's fucking this this is gay he's a faggot and then fucking like a year later everybody's on his dick and like to this day everybody's on his dick like he's like the king of fucking dubstep that's who he is and so that like you know like that's annoying on like it's just the most annoying thing in the world (laughs) um that like this is like some weird obscure shit that i'm into and then like you know here we are all these years later and he's like i think probably like the highest paid fucking producer in the world and fucking you know like bringing all these people up into the fucking illuminati <laughs> just kidding and fucking you know doing his fucking thing it's crazy because he's he's an influencer now he's i mean like he's a musician he'll always be a musician he's responsible for some of the most groundbreaking bass music of our fucking time and of our generation and if he's not nominated to be like in the you know rock and roll hall of fame like he should be just because of his actual fucking like 
you know, accomplishments in in this field, um, you know, which is very, very tricky, this field. Um, but it's, it's kind of crazy, like the fame game, like how, how his fame game turned out and the way that I watched it go from being like, this is, you know, basically something only I like to like now the whole world likes it and I'm on the outsides of it. Like I can't, I, I can, I'm being honest right now, I cannot listen to Skrillex. Like I can play it in my sets because I'm so familiar with it, you know, like, but I can't like the, the last couple albums were not for me you know like they like they weren't they were you know aimed at the new generation which is very um you know they're shallow and they're fucking they're they're you know they're they're kids they they like to just you know be kids and be pretty and be hot and do whatever like it's not it's not as thoughtful or you know as groundbreaking and or you know as provocative as it was because now it's like he's mainstream like this dude is a-list fucking on everybody's you know he he's even almost like top 40 which is nuts and that's cool because that's where you want to be like in the music industry like as you as you're fucking like that's anybody's goal is to like be the most coveted fucking like music producer in any you know like to be the master of your given field that's cool it's just irritating from where i stand because <laughs> i'm like i did not <laughs> i did not need this um this but you know at the same time maybe i did because i i probably would not be like such a gym rat um you know if it wasn't for the likes of skrillex and his like overly attractive super white <laughs> hot porn star girlfriend um at one point <laughs> you know um so that I'm, I'm grateful for that in that way but anyway this this fucking night is forever in my mind because my best friend is quite um the um I wouldn't call her a wallflower because I feel I feel like I've seen her in some like she's funny but I mean like she's quiet till she's not I'll say or she's very she's mild until she isn't so I can't I can't really describe like she's you just have to know her because she's amazing but we get a few shots in us and this bouncer is just like fucking at this point like antagonizing us and now we're like now we're fucked up i was always fucked up like i said i was in a state of fucked upness for like a decade and that was like right uh towards the end of it <laughs> towards the end of that decade and fucking she 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 waited she was like come on she grabbed me <laughs> and she grabbed me and she was like next time he opens that shit we're gonna go and i'm just like dude he's not gonna let us through and he she's like fuck it like we're we're gonna go like because he was just like keeping us out because we were fat and fucking sure enough he opened it and this bitch just like grabs me and like we rushed the fucking rope and the bouncer was like oh like everybody was like whoa dude what are you doing letting fat people over there and we're just like yeah fuck y'all like like flipped them off and like turned around fucking like yeah and now we're on the dance floor um which is quite big so it's packed but now we're in there and fucking we were just like so lit off that energy that we actually got past that red velvet fucking little rope and that stupid fucking bouncer that we were just like having a good hand like it was like it was like one of those drops where it's just like hey, yeah like we got in during the drop because that's like it was like ah, it was like a rush and fucking we were just like in this fucking 
big ass dance circle and <laughs> dancing so hard and like you seen it had all these dudes over her and i was just like dang like I'd, n- I'd never seen her like that before she absolutely lost her mind and then fucking like i what was funny was like i was just happy we got onto the dance floor like i wasn't trying to i wasn't trying to move or anything and fucking she <laughs> were in the music and she like waited for the drop and then when the drop came, like, again, she just grabbed me. And like I said, we're combined, like, 600 pounds of just dancing, happy flesh. And she, like, grabbed me again and, like, thrusts, like, thrusts forward. So we go through this crowd of people, and they're not even mad because we're enjoying ourselves so much that they're just like, damn, do your thing. All right, then. And so fucking now we're even closer. And I'm not even noticing where the fuck we're at. And then she was like, all right, are you ready? And I was like, what the fuck do you mean, are you ready? And the fucking music dropped again. She fucking grabbed me and, like, threw me in. All I remember is just, like, this, like, I got, like, a face full of bass. And I could feel it. Like, it, it, like, it, like, rolled back my eyelids. It did. And it, like there's confetti everywhere. She's ah, <laughs> we're ah, and next thing I knew, we we're at the front. That was the front because I was right in front of like a confetti cannon, got blasted with bass and confetti, and we just had the time of our lives. That's pretty much the end of the story. But like, but she taps me on the shoulder and she was like, "Look, there he is!" And I like look up and I was like, "Oh my god." it is him and there was like of course like you know the peoples and the vips and i was just like wow and then we just kept dancing <laughs> like you know it was not, it wasn't like a i'm so starstruck <laughs> like it was just like i was just like oh my god it's acrylics yay and it was like i had just recently figured out that that's what he looked like after like years of being like about his shit i think i was like on the internet and it was like, oh, you know, Skrillex something, this, that. And I was like, oh, let's see. So I fucking clicked. And like, I, that's, I saw him for the first time. And I was like, oh, like, I didn't know. <laughs> I think I thought he, I think I thought he was black. But <laughs> I still think he's black. Anywho, <laughs> um, she was like, yeah, like, fucking partied, like, fucking animals right in front of the fucking speakers. Until whenever the fucking shit ended. And I won't say, that was the best night of my life. Because it wasn't. It was amazing. I had an amazing time. But I think it's one of my favorite memories. Just because, I don't know. Like, it, she, like Yesenia was into K-pop. And it was before K-pop blew up. Like, now K-pop is, like, normal, like, for people to listen to, but, like, it was, like, it, you know, that was her, her shit, she was, like, yo, I, I, uh, I can't remember who those fucking, those kid those kids are that are really popular now, but she was into their shit before, like, they, like, broke America, which is nuts, so I guess we just have that energy in that same way, um, that, you know, <laughs> in that we know how to pick them, but, um yeah no she was like into k-pop and like not really about that life and i had never seen her come out of her shell like that like she danced hard and of course it might have been oh and here's the funny part is like we left we're all gross looking 
the sun is rising. Like I'll never forget that. I'll never forget that. Like what's funny is the the moral of the story is is like the thing that made it memorable was not Skrillex. I mean, like it's memorable because after everything is said and done, everything that's happened with this project and like the 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 you know um, the initiation of like this this legend in this fucking like world you know and all these multi-dimensions it's like all connected through this music but you know before before that like leading up to those things like there was this and what made it memorable was not that i mean like it was incredible our minds were blown yes that was the reason that was the whole entire reason for going to see Skrillex back then was just fucking blowing your mind like I hope I can't fucking think later <laughs> um you know it's not like I was in thinking at all anyway but um that was the point it was just like ah uh, you know to be what it was but that's not what made it memorable what made it memorable was my best friend like like seeing her the way that I had never seen her before like I'd never seen her dance like that and I never seen her all dressed up and with like makeup and hair done like I never I never saw her like glow and shine that way and have like so much fun and of course you know like <laughs> it just it just brought us closer so much closer together because after that it was just like damn like that was a good that was good <laughs> like we didn't even fucking talk but we get in the car and the sun's rising and I was just like 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 we didn't want to go back to the hotel and fucking like you know everything had worn off because we're not that dangerous I mean like she drives with narcolepsy but <laughs> who doesn't <laughs> um but uh I was like oh I know this I know this place downtown that's open 24 hours and fucking we can um we can just like sit there and like you know get the confetti out of our fucking nostrils or whatever and um <laughs> she was like <laughs> what's funny is she danced for like eight fucking straight hours it was not an eight hour set but it was a long time i can't remember how long it was but it seemed like forever and then <laughs> she because she was like I was like, so did you like it? Because I gave her that capsule at the beginning, and she was like, I didn't even feel it. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious, because she was, like, dance. She danced so hard, at one point, her skirt, like, rode up above her head. And, like, I can't say, I can't, I can't even say what I looked like, because I was having a good time, too, so I don't, I don't know, you know? But I'll just never, never forget that. I, I miss... I miss my best friend and I miss that reality where like I'm actually able to like tap into having that fucking like part of me because at this point it's so like I've uh, I've come so far from where like that that was before Super that was before I was a DJ that was before I was a mother you know and at this point like now I'm not at this point um like I think the worst thing about myself as a person or the worst thing about my life as a person is I've just like succumbed to the fact that like I don't have like I don't have the resources to fight my ex-husband you know about you know the the domestic violence and the custody like I just don't have the resources um you know I, I don't have all the money that it takes to go back and forth and be like, you know, all these things happened. 
um, you know, I've paid, I've paid um, quite a bit of money in child support, which is not cool. Um, <laughs> it's not cool at all. Um, at, mostly because I'm not, like, allowed when my, my son is with my ex, like, really to talk to him. Um, depending on, like, who's around, like, I don't. And at this point, like, I've made, like, the, the solid decision just to keep my mental health intact. Like, to not, um, to just, like, not contact my ex at all. And I got, I got a lucky break. Um, I really did. Just to reiterate, and I know this episode is super long. Um, but this series is taking, like, a lot of turns. And so is, so is my life. So I cannot, um... I can't promise like the vitality of this series like I'm gonna try and keep it um going just because I know that it has an audience but like I've talked about before in the other episodes like I'm also like at a a, at a super high like security risk like like having people follow me around and like record me and like having people use my intellectual property like has been kind of um um irritating because I'm not getting like you know like you think you think about celebrities in the way it's just like dang like you know like you get all this attention attention we'll just call it attention whether it's good or bad attention it's just attention 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 and it's it's different when you are you know when you have your foundation and you have your protection and you have your team but like I've been an independent artist for a while um so there's nobody really there's no there's nobody to protect me like you know like i i have seen pieces of things that i've created like on the internet or heard it like on the radio or wherever the fuck or seen it on netflix and i can't do anything about it because it's i don't have the I, I don't have the fucking like resources i can't just be like hey like lawyer go send the paperwork like the best that i can do is like try to um copyright myself you know also keeping like my actual true identity protected like at this point super kree is just like a character you know in a comic book like that's how and i have to treat actually like all the name dropping that i do even though it's it's like characters based in like a real multi-dimensional setting like you know even you know name dropping anybody like miley cyrus or billy eilish or skrillex himself like i take i take those things as like works of fiction like these are not like the characters depicted in this fucking project are just my interpretation it's fan fiction or whatever the fuck you know like to to keep the actual like to keep the actual people behind these personalities protected because like you have to hold parts of yourself sacred especially at that level of just like fucking like like, people not understanding that you're a human with, like, feelings and, like, actual emotions. Like, at, at a certain point, you just become, like, pretty much, uh, you know, a commodity or a brand. And then it's all about, like I said, Skrillex is an influencer now. Like, the shit that he does is not even, like, it, like all that shit on fucking the internet is fake. Like, everything is fake. His Reddit is, like, heavily moderated. Like, there are certain things that you can't say like you can't you can't just because it's like it's all you know red tape and paperwork and so it's it's like i understand it it's a business it's a huge business and i have like i don't know i have respect for it because like i don't know you got your millions of dollars doing something you know you got your fucking ticket to freedom being you know yourself in some kind of way but then 
you know you have to protect yourself um especially like from people like me and i'm not gonna do anything but sit here and fucking write (laughs) you know but um i have to protect myself from people who don't know how to sit down and write and just get their fucking you know like hollywood the music industry it's a lot of people who just know other people like it's not always just like wow that was the most talented person like no that was the most pretty person or that was the person that fit the outfit or that was the person that we can make the most fucking money off of like through Ticketmaster. that's that's what that's what that person is it's not necessarily even you know like it's not even really like real like nothing that you see is fucking like real anymore um so yeah it's (laughs) he's got influencer status because like you know um (laughs) you know anything that you see is is not of course like the person that very much needs to be hidden for the from the rest of the world in order to stay preserved and and in order to stay sacred and, and just continue to be um a person so i'm trying to do that for myself but without like millions of dollars and the hardest thing for me is actually just having all of this um intellectual property and then having it be so vulnerable through this podcast um because as much as it makes me happy to see um thousands of downloads like getting getting to the point where i'm starting to understand the kind of things that are happening to me not that it makes me comfortable um but um you know that um like the the fact that i'm not being compensated but i'm being like followed and recorded and like you know manipulated in certain ways is making me like super uncomfortable so i'm gonna try and keep this um this this series you know um at least a little bit longer maybe i'm not sure um but it's it's looking like cancellations at least for the legend of super creed just because like that like just because everything is tied to it and because Supercree is, in fact, like, attached to my old identity, like, I, you know, um, I just have to keep myself safe at this point, um, and make sure that nobody's trying to hurt me or sabotage me, um, and like I said, the worst thing that's happened is just, like, I just can't have, I just can't have, you know, contact with my son when he's with Um, my ex but I got lucky like I said I I said a prayer and I was like yo god there's like you know I'm struggling like with this music thing and like actually like financially and like just getting on my feet and like homelessness like can you please just protect my son because that's like all that I want is for him to have everything and that's the reason why I've ever ever really done any like ever continued to try I'll say that you know so even even this like being at a distance and just making sure that he's like safe (laughs) um you know is the is the goal but i asked god to protect my son he ends up with my mom um (laughs) and that's you know the better place for him besides than with me and um i i i can't i can't speak on that much more than to say like (laughs) this is like the third time i've made this psa but if you're in an abusive relationship don't say anything about leaving you should just go you should just leave don't write a letter (laughs) don't leave a note you just gotta disappear um 
So I've, I've learned my lesson because it's taken a long time to come back from um, homeless, which is like the bottom of the, you know, like that's where hell is. That's where hell is. Um, you know, is if you, um, if you just don't have a place to be. Um, I'll end on this note. I think, because I think that was the whole story. Yeah, it was. Um, I'll try to find the poem to post in the description. I don't know. I haven't fucking, I know I've told that story before, but it was just like reoccurring to me for some reason. Because I have to convince myself that I have friends. I do. Because I have to fucking, I have to remind myself that like, I do have people that, that are very attached to me and have been for like, you know, 10, 15, 20 years, but I can't fucking, like, have that attachment to it because it comes with such a fucking, like, it comes with such an anguish, you know, of, like, being reminded of all the things that, you know, um, have gone awry, and the thing that I can't do is, like, live in the past in a negative way and just, like, dwell and be like, why is this, so I can do things like have good memories um, you know, about things that I love and people that I love, but for the most part, like, the past stays in the past, um, so I'm not, I'm not really exactly sure, um, but I'm pretty sure I'm gonna cancel The Legend of Super Kree for that reason, um, <laughs> um, but also, because I'm just like, I don't know who would play Super Kree, I, <laughs> I get really sick of fucking being at the gym for hours at a time, and nobody paying me, I'm like, I'm training for a movie, like, no, bitch, like, <laughs> just, yeah, so, um, yeah, The Legend of Super Kree is probably at its very, 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 uh, final, and its very final act, so, um, putting the rest of the season together for that has been that, but I'm gonna leave on this note, and, maybe not come back because this is like an hour and a half episode yeah oh, I think it was DMX rest in peace um, DMX said sometimes oh yeah that that ties together the the theme of the episode which started with like fucking um, Shabbat and how I fucking um, actually have been like practicing that um except for not very well today but you know i'll get i'll get back to it um he said sometimes i just have days where i don't go out where i just like stay to myself i'm paraphrasing of course um because when i go out into the world i don't belong to me any anymore i belong to the world and so um I don't know why, and I think it was, like, after he died that I read this and just kind of, like, resonated with it. Um, Because it just, like, it hit at just the, like, I needed to hear that right when I heard it. It was one of those synchronicities that's like, yeah. And it's, it's stuck with me ever since, especially, like, you know, getting into the business and becoming, like, a professional musician, which, by the way, is hard. 
Um, not everybody gets to be fucking Skrillex or Dylan Francis or whoever the fuck, you know, Miley Cyrus's fucking Billy Cyrus's kid, you know, like Billie Eilish, I heard, like, I heard her family is rich, so I'm just like, yeah, you know, like, you, you gotta know somebody, like, it's not, you gotta be picked, you gotta be special, you gotta be, you gotta have all the right chops, kid, um, <laughs> that type of shit, you know, um, so, um, that, but, uh, that yeah that stuck with me that he's like there are days that i don't leave that i just don't that i can't that i keep to myself or something like days that i keep to myself just because when i go out i belong to the rest of the world and that's true you know living in a world that is so dynamic as it is like you know just the the wrong interaction can like change your entire day and like multi-dimensionally speaking like can change your entire world the choices that you make, the words that you speak, the, the everything that you do can like really, really affect, um, you know, the rest of your, the, your world and your perception. So I try to keep myself as guarded and as safe as possible. Um, just, you know, cause sometimes energy is, is a gift from God itself. And I just wouldn't want to waste it for the world. I try to spend as much of it as I can on music. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, as as you know, as much of a fucking romantic as I am, and as much as like everybody, everybody wants pretty much the same thing. Like I'm, I'm just you know, like uh, I've kind of just come to terms with this like outstanding singularity and learning how to be by myself and learning how to do things without being attached. Um, learning a lot about like not being attached to anything whether it's material or like a, an actual human being learning to let things go even if I love them you know just kind of letting things run its course in the most natural fucking way um, possible to get through you know this part of existence or you know survival whatever it is but for the most part, like, I just turn everything into music now, um, you know, um, I'm on, I'm, I'm still on the path to recovery, just because I don't, um, you know, I don't quite get it yet, I do a lot of strange things in a lot of strange places, <laughs> every season of this series, like, the seasons became seasons because I was moving about so quickly, and because the moves that I was making were so drastic. Um, so, I mean, like, every season has its own fucking place. Like, so season seven is, you know, season seven. Um, just coming off the end of season six and, and getting uh, stranded in New York City. Um, season five. Um, and, you know, season six was mostly, mostly L.A., but season six, the end of season six... Um, ended up New York and you know so has been with season seven um, season five was Las Vegas completely season four was in this little like pretty much uncharted place um, in Mexico like off the fucking coast um, you know because um, I, I like tried to flee the country so I could afford to live um, comfortably, <laughs> um, you know, I, I initially went to make music and, like, be a vegan without, you know, giving half my salary to fucking Whole Foods and working three jobs to have a really shitty fucking studio, um, 
<laughs> that's that's initially but i mean like it's been a long 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 ride um i i, I can't say that it's ending but at least one series is and you know um the rest of the the rest of the episodes will go as follows or you know just however things flow but um yeah i i, I felt like i needed to do a candid episode just because there's gonna be like a whole uh, there's gonna be like a whole drop of some multi-dimensional episodes that if you're not so far if you're not following along like the the next few episodes are probably not gonna make sense if you're not reading along with the script or listening even to the mixes because like I said the mixes are curated to reflect whatever's happening in the story um, then you know you're probably gonna be lost but I've gotten like mixed reviews from people that I've actually talked to that have listened to it um, and you know some people some people love it you know they're like this is you know um it is it is stream of consciousness for the most part it's very multi-dimensional but it's also like a scripted you know like what's crazy about it is i think i'm pretty sure scary monsters no it's not scary monsters in super Cree, it's the it's the legend of super Cree. like that one's that movie's completely ready to go out of the gate I think, yeah, it's the legend of Super Cree because Scary Monsters in Super Cree is the one that actually has like fucking Skrillex and Dylan Francis like in it and like all these other fucking like crazy um, things. And then there's like 2U and 2U2, um, which was like so epic of a fucking plot that I was just like, oh, well, fucking that's one, that's one whole movie right there, 2U, so I guess there has to be like 2U2, so that fucking those two like for, for the most part it's just seriously like it's it's some harry potter level shit at this point where it's just like well the whole series is pretty much like out the gate ready to go um and it's still like me just kind of figuring out what exactly like you know has to be done on my end to be able to um at least see some of it um some of it because some of it you know some of it's not gonna make it it's not gonna make the final cut um but there is you know there's just like a lot of material here the great big book of dylan francis should have never been written <laughs> but it exists and so um you know that alongside of like two different novels the insomniac and tales of a superstar dj uh, which are like concurrent I don't know i just have a lot of work to do um which is why sometimes it's hard to get to saturday like saturday is the best because i'm like oh fucking saturday like it's the start and the end of my week <laughs> and i'm just like oh at least i have a basis for like reality and like time because like just being a musician and professional dj i know i'm running on but being a musician and professional dj is just like the the weirdest thing to me where it's like sometimes like i'm just like yo i like i lose days and times but i'm like never in the wrong place like at the wrong time i'm always on time to things like it's not like i'm right i'm always right where i'm supposed to be but at the same time i'm just like i don't understand how 24 hours can literally be like four seconds or sometimes a week can be like the blink of an eye however like two or three days can also be a marathon and like i can't breathe the entire way so i you know i'm like the concept of time right now for me like is just you know um <laughs> doing the jew thing is definitely helping me but <laughs> i'm uh you know, 
I'm, I'm trying not to step on anybody's toes um, or culture vulture um, just because I hate it when it happens to me I'm like stop trying to fucking be a black girl if you're not <laughs> but then I'm like I'm not even a black girl just be yourself and it's like who is yourself you're like yourself is I don't know like I, I'm too philosophical with some shit and um, unfortunately like my my entire existence has been like racially divided or or you know even just based in this physical like this the complex of being in a physical body and then that physical body not being like what it's supposed to be like when i see like an actual woman's body i'm like that's what i'm supposed to look like dang like you know but i'm you know i'm not a a dude and so i'm just like i guess i'm non-binary but like i only like penis anyway (laughs) like it's not i'm a very complex person um (laughs) i guess i guess that's the end i was gonna talk about complications like the never-ending mixtape series but i really know like i would rather just not fucking discuss whatever dead mass is um because i'm still confused about that like i i just (laughs) i just i just did skrillex and so i'm just like i don't, don't want to fucking and dylan francis so i, I you know i don't want to fucking keep doing like the same thing and the, all that's happening is like this massive fucking project is being written that a very very small number of people are paying attention to and like a number of them are trying to fucking like torture me and follow me around and like bring up my past and shit so it's like i'm like i don't want to fucking fuck this like i'm just gonna go fucking you know do do something else um so yeah i'm gonna do something else right now um but thanks for listening again to my long ass story if you're gonna sit here and listen to my my long ass story i feel like that was an interesting episode um because i usually stop talking when it's not um you know or just feel my energy shift but um yeah it's been a good hour and a half just sitting here talking about um me actually who i am um and how much you know music just has to do with it i guess um so yeah thanks for listening that's the end i think i need to come up with like an official like sign off like i'll see you next time i don't know i'll maybe i'll look at (laughs) maybe i'll finally look up jimmy fallon and see how he ends his shows (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah anywho um Have a good um, time wherever you are. Um, Stay blessed because we all are, I guess, even to exist, even though life is just pretty much like what it is. Um, So, yeah, stay blessed. (laughs) Um, um, Enjoy the music. How about that? Enjoy the music.